Um, Terrence. Hi. Hi. You know, I feel really uncomfortable about this only because I'm always super, like, self-conscious about my breath. So, if you um, see me covering my mouth sometimes, it's like... And I'm, you know, shy because you're cute. So it's I like, think, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. You see my rosy cheeks? <laughs> I, you know what I like about this, though? Like, a couple weeks ago, it was a crossover episode where Ray and you were doing mm-hmm. the podcast. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. you. I don't get to see you, though, so it's kind of a bummer for but me. But we, we did the... True, but we did ours, didn't we? Where me and you recorded? Mm-hmm. We, I've, I've had a crossover with both of you. Wait. You did one where you two recorded in the same room? Yeah. Yeah, Terrence and I sang um, It's Over, Isn't It? really loudly. So we're completing completing the set. Now we have to to get all of us in the same room and record an episode together. I think we can manage that. I I don't feel. Oh. Conceal, don't feel. Welcome to Overwitch. This is a video game podcast where your three best friends talk about video games. That's what we do here. I'm your best friend, Joe. I'm your best friend, T. And I'm your best friend, Ray. And it's Pride Month. It's spooky pride, everyone. It's it's Halloween month. It's scary times. Yeah, and wait, you know what, what you that mean? Pride's in Jan... In Jan- Moon. <laughs> Jan Yoon Jan Yoon is the name of my son (laughs) can't stop me Um, Spooky Pride it means it's Halloween month it means the gays are at their strongest because the moon is the strongest (laughs) yes yes. but it also means that Lunar Light needs you to give us money so we can keep our jack-o'-lanterns lit because that's Mm -hmm. what we do at the office during Spooky Pride month you ever see that tweet by Drill about buying all the candles that's that's basically what lunar lights um yeah. whole financial situation we, like yeah. we need to buy more no candles. we just we just want some fucking candles you guys so <laughs> so we need more candles and so by donating to our drive that lasts between october 20th and november 2nd so we're right in smack dab in the middle of it mm-hmm. it's it's time it's right now but if you donate, you get a bunch of special tricks and treats like you do during halloween you get stuff like a bonus secret podcasts Maybe there's a few coming up. I don't know. And there's also a spooky song that's made by the members of Lunar Light. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And you're, you'll get to hear our velvety tones. Our lovely voices. And all it yes. takes is a donation of $5 or higher during the drive. Um, any donations at any time, of course, are greatly appreciated. They help us do what we do and keep the lights on and keep growing the way that we have been. Uh, if you would like to support us, please visit patreon.com slash lunarlighthq. And this, of course, is only if you're able to do so. Don't don't uh, stress yourself too thin, but um, any, any monthly contributions, anything that you can add. If you already are donating, maybe now's a good time to consider increasing that donation as the network continues to grow and we continue to add new podcasts. And I just want to say that uh, although we do encourage you guys to donate, uh, a big help is also just letting people know about us because, you know, the more the merrier. That's what really what we're doing it for. The donations keep us going, but it's all for people who want to listen to mm-hmm. this wonderful podcast organization which i will call us today so deal with it yeah we love you and we love us and we want to love more people so help us spread that bring it in bring it in if you if you donate brag about it to your friends because it's a badge of honor and if you can't donate tell your friends to because they should be (laughs) tell your friends to listen and to uh send us a few bucks or a couple candles a couple candles we really need candles Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk more more about it at the end of the episode but for now we should talk about video games. Is that that podcast we do? Oh, yeah, video games. Well, one of the video games that we usually talk about is in the doghouse right now. Um, but Overwatch does currently have a Halloween event going on, and it's great. 
because and it has very good skins this excellent year. skins and it's really spooky and all the maps are spooky and cool and i really like it a lot i hate saying that <laughs> but that we're still trying to figure out our relationship with overwatch yeah. with the the current news yeah. with hong kong and the controversy so keep we'll we'll keep you posted on what's going on on facebook we're uh in a relationship with overwatch and it's complicated oh wow (laughs) hi hello hi it's me 2011 (laughs) yeah i can you go back i don't want you here let's instead let's talk about year 28x i just have a question is that still an option i don't know because that was a stupid fucking option (laughs) I'm sorry. It that probably was, that, is. That is a dumb thing to put. That is stupid. But anyway, I'm done. It's complicated. I'm what do you mean? Are you together or no? Eh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it's anyway, complicated. Anyway, so I want to talk about my houses. Yeah. Three of them. Let's talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is a good, this is a good video game. It is. This I'll is a very good video game. game. I'll tell you what. Tell us about it. What is Fire Emblem Three Houses? What is Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem is a tactical RPG game series that is released by Nintendo with I don't who's the developer on it? Is it I it always forget. Is it I keep wanting to say intelligent systems. It is, that it is. Mo- it's intelligent okay. systems. Okay. Intelligent systems. It's important because they make a lot of fun games. But they do they make Fire Emblem which is a tactical RPG series where you take units and you go on a, on a map board and you use them to kill other units and mm-hmm. it's very fun. It's kind of like big chess. It's and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I guess yeah, yeah aesthetically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big chess and Mortal Kombat. Or do you just say shit sometimes to see what you can get away with? Okay. All the time. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I can see your 60% face. 60% of the time I say it to see if I can say it. And uh, Fire Emblem House, Three Houses is the most recent game in the series that came out this year in what, August? Yeah. That's a lot. No, it, really? Was it that I recently? Don't... Yeah, yeah, it was really recently. Yeah, it's very recent. Let's see. I'm sorry, it came out in July. Fire Emblem Sheesh. Three Houses came out in July, and it's the most recent game in the series. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, if you've ever played a Fire Emblem game, we've talked about Fire Emblem on this show before, but it's not yeah, we did the Warriors, main series. But that is yeah. not exactly a Fire Emblem game. Right. This game adds Persona <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. It adds... What what do you call that system? There's a name for it, right? There has to be. The system where you go around and talk to people and buy things and upgrade things and build your social relationships. Like just in the town and just having like a, a realm to explore. Yeah, there is. So that... Yeah. <laughs> open world? Explore. I mean, I guess not open world, but it, it seems... It, it... It's a social sim. Yes. Yeah. And... It's a social sim and it's a tactical RPG. And Fire Emblem historically has been a social sim to some extent, but not mm-hmm. nearly to the extent that it is in this game. It, it mm-hmm. definitely reminded me a lot of playing Persona. I mean, you're you're a teacher at a school, and you I love it. Walk around the school, and you talk to all the students and the other teachers. Um, Do they ever call you senpai? Can you guys spoil that for me? Uh, I, I haven't the, seen it happen yet, but I'm sure in they the do. Japanese version they do. Yeah, probably. when I. I'm so when I replay it because I'm going to be doing that. I'm sure um, you'll do it in I'm Japanese. Probably do it with the Japanese audio. Oh, I like hearing all that. Right. I'm all about um, that. Tarrant. So that's basically what the game oh. is, and you just use units to 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 play chess. Yeah. Sorry, I, I do want to say one more thing because I don't want to spend all day comparing this to Persona, but there it does have the the freaking auto advance feature on the voiced cutscenes, which there are a oh, lot of okay, okay. which is so yeah. good it's so nice i didn't nice. know that yeah <laughs> yes oh gosh, terrence that. can you 
go through a quick plot synopsis, and then I just want to dive deep and rave about this game, if you would. Okay, so from my understanding, and they totally Games of Thrones this shit. They throw everything, like, not at you at once, but they just give you a lot of information to digest and a lot of names. Uh So, as far as I'm concerned, there's a chick with green hair. Rhea. Rhea. No, you're talking about Sothis. No, you're talking about about Ceres. Um, There's at least four chicks with green hair. I'm sorry. you know, I was going to describe her a little bit more. She's a badass. No, um... Uh, also, so, the other characters. Uh, something... Uh, there was a, a tragic warlord, is what it seems. Please, uh, please, like, uh, mock footage of this shit. But, um... It, it's... <laughs> an, an evil warlord, apparently, with with no regard... No disregard for killing in a, a just a, numerous people. He has, like, a whip sword. It's pretty cool. Um, is having his final confrontation with this lady who you find out later is um the leader of this religion no so that no so that's the opening cut the opening cut scene is (laughs) not real is a fight between nemesis and saros the goddess oh okay so she's okay from from centuries ago okay so um this fight that happened a really really long time ago kind of built the foundation of this land that they live in now this uh land that is uh pretty much controlled by three houses these houses um, are indicated by their color and symbol. The golden deers, the blue lions, and the black hawks, right? Black eagles. eagles. Black eagles. Black eagles. I knew they were kind of... I, was, I just didn't want to say falcons because I knew they weren't falcons. <laughs> you were close. Uh, you were um, almost there. Uh, you, a boy of or girl of um, chance, uh, ha- keep having visions of what seems to be some deity with also... You guessed it, green hair. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to be very helpful at the beginning at all. Um, until she saves your life by stopping time. Uh, you're asking for the premise. <laughs> and basically what I'm getting from it is... Um, all I can tell you is the story bits. Your dad uh, used to be a uh, knight... A very uh, well-regarded knight. Known as the best, the, str- the strongest knight that ever lived. Um... And he kind of hid you away from that life is what it would seem to be to live a life as a mercenary. You're obviously very skilled in combat. And uh, the lead, the soon-to-be leaders of the houses, next generation, um, seem to really... I, I don't know how to describe what's going on in the story well, without jumping okay, to all so, these like, yeah. so, things. Okay, so I, I have it. I have it for you. It's Thank you. That that is There is a lot, Terrence. There is a lot that goes on. But... Essentially, what happens is your player character, through a chance encounter, um, becomes a teacher at a monastery for the Church of Saros, and you get to teach teach children. <laughs> That's... Which, I don't really know how what the age gap is because everybody looks the same age. They keep saying young man, and it's... well, that's like... part of it. Like. You... Byleth, the protagonist's like villain name is mm-hmm. doesn't know their own age. Their oh. age is marked as question okay, marks. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then the ages of the students range from like 15 to 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and so each of the, there are three classes or three houses in the school and you have to take charge and be professor for one of them. And each of those houses has eight students, which you can then fight with on the battlefield and get to know better mm-hmm. and bring, and you can also teach them to bring out their, their own individual hidden talents. And also like build relationships mm-hmm. amongst yes. those students but i do um so after you guys are well i'll wait until you guys are done with the description of the game Did i mean that that's basically it, it. i'm that's ready it. to yeah, talk I mean, about this game it's 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 hard because there's so much packed into it yeah, and yeah, i'm trying yeah. to keep it kind of at a base level but that's it it's a it's a it's a fire game it's a it's a very in-depth tactical sim and a very I wouldn't say in depth, but certainly fun social sim, and the social side of things affects the tactical side of things, and then Three Houses kind of also adds in this like teaching simulator that mm-hmm. also affects mm-hmm. the other two things. Yes, Terrence, you had something. Um, so I have a few questions about the game. So uh, because me obviously playing it the least amount because I don't own the game like you guys do. First off, before I get into it, obviously, we have to dis- uh, discuss what house did you guys become the leader of? 
Mm-hmm. That's an important question that uh, I was going to ask. I mean, you guys don't need to. You guys can guess which Ray, one. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. So Ray and I like accidentally talked to each other about what houses we picked be- before this, um, and we both said that you obviously picked the yellow one because it's yellow. Yes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Golden Deer, the Lester Alliance. Um, I also picked the yellow one because and I love Claude. He's great. No, Claude is Claude amazing. Claude is so good. Terrence. And he's amazing. Wait, do, Joe, wait. Terrence, yeah. I want you to guess what house I, I chose yeah. on my first playthrough. You want me to guess? I want <laughs> you to guess. Did I choose Edelgard, Dimitri, or Claude? I think you chose Dimitri. That's a, that, that was my winning guess as well i okay. thought it was definitely dimitri or possibly edelgard i i okay so edelgard is amazing there's right? no flaws yeah. with that woman at all <laughs> there I are so many so flaws much. with edelgard what yeah. are you no, talking but like, about my thing is i'm talking well i haven't gotten that deep into it i yeah. just really really that's really fair like yeah first she, off, she has three. a really good first impression i want to tell you a story about how i guess joe figured out or joe chose the golden deer house um I said it's because the the Leicester Alliance is made up of alliances and not an empire or kingdom, and yep. so they're more free and more interesting. That's a good, that's a good guess. And yeah, I nailed and it. And that's the reason why I chose the, the Golden Deer House as well. Uh, so we all picked the uh, Yellow House. <laughs> well, I definitely chose the Yellow House. But actually, okay, so let me say this, and I'm not just saying this just for the sake of spicing it up a little bit. I almost chose the Blue Lions if it wasn't for the Redhead Douchebag. Oh my god! And then gosh, I'm just like, yeah. okay, yeah. Sylvain? Like, yeah, Sylvain? I, I Sylvain. almost did it. Uh, I almost did it because um, There's a Mercedes redhead. is... Yeah. So great. She I want to know everything about her. I oh, I just recruited her. her onto my team, and I love it. I, I love her. She's cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. The So another reason that I picked the Yellow House was because in the beginning, you get like a, a quick little summary of the characters, of the mm-hmm. three main yep, characters. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. Edelgard's is something... Can you remind me, Ray? She it always she's always like hiding. It seems like she's being distant or is always analyzing. She's hiding things. She's hiding something. Oh. It was like she's she's no because very... they said Demetrius seems like he might have evil in him. Yeah, they they said that Demi- oh, okay. No, they said that Dimitri is is hopeful and, and strong, but has a darkness in him. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I have seen that darkness come out a little bit, and it's really cool. And I want to get to know Dimitri better. But Claude specifically said there's a smile on his lips, but it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't carry, up, doesn't to carry up to his eyes. Yeah. And I'm yep. like, wow, yeah. that's powerful. <laughs> that was the best description. And it, it, it tracks. Well, you look at, you, you, you talked about this, Joe. You look at his eyes and yeah, yeah. he doesn't I look happy. So yeah. Well, uh, obviously, you have, I mean, Claude, cool, but look at him. Claude's so good. So also, it's Claude. Like, look at him. Gush about all the characters in this game. There's so many characters. And it, it's, it's a JRPG and it's, very anime and right off the bat it kind of hits you over the head one of the other characters uh, one of the other professors her name is manuela and she's like mm-hmm. this sex icon seductress. Um, yeah seductress and at first i'm like oh come on like this like you know i rolled my eyes i'm like come on fire emblem you you can you can do better than this right but i got over that very quickly because manuela like really owns her presence uh-huh. and and she's a disaster. She's a disaster woman. And I love her for it. <laughs> and that's how I felt about a lot of the characters that I met. That I'm like, oh, look at this very stereotypical-ish character. Mm-hmm. What what are they going to... And I, and then as soon as I started meeting them, I'm like, ooh, let's deconstruct these and make them actual like living characters. Yeah. That have motivations and fears. Yeah, like everyone has motivations and fears and character flaws, which is exciting because it's fun to see the characters grow through the support conversations and overcome their problems. They're challenged by each other. They're challenged by Byleth and they all grow together. It's like a teacher helping their students and it's so I beautiful. So I have a question for you guys. So I want a list of the first three people that really stood out to you going in. Like obviously, Claude. if you went if you went in order, mm-hmm. you know you'll see them first. But what ones that you were like, I like that character. I like them aesthetically, or I just really want to know everything about that character. Okay, so okay. it was nobody in the Golden Deer other than oh. Claude. <laughs> yeah, they did a really weird thing with the Golden Deer. None of yep. them seemed to be 
tropes that yeah. we were used to, so I felt like it was harder to digest them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they just seemed like the nothing house, yeah, but yeah. I had already committed to picking them, but I was Me wrong. Too. They're, yeah, they're yep. excellent. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're all of the same mind here, that they look like like the least interesting house uh, aesthetically all, like i said most of them are commoners as opposed to any other house like yep i love them so who was it joe the people that that stood out to me were didu who is uh, oh i like him he's from what's uh, the, blue line right blue line i'm trying to think of the name of the country oh gosh de, 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 hold on hold dus- on gus dus- dusker no. Dusker, yeah, he's from Dusker, and he's Dimitri's like right hand man. And then I was also, oh Petra, I Petra. love Petra so much. Can you tell me Petra's hair? Petra has purple hair. She's from Bridget, and Is she, it the... yeah, she has okay, the mark yep, on her face. Yep, okay, and I, I almost joined the Black Eagles just to like just to, yeah. have her in my house. She does look really cool. She does look really cool. Yep. But I was like, no, maybe. Maybe I'll play it again, or or maybe I'll be able to like get her later on, or something like that. And you can. Okay, yeah, I, I was gonna ask that later if you could uh, dive into yeah. relationships with the other houses. So cool. Yeah. Yes, um, I'll go into that. And then the third one that stood out to me, uh, probably uh, Hubert, who is Edelgard's right hand man. He's okay. like very oh, tall, yeah. and he's got like the mm-hmm. emo yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, those are all eye-catching characters mine uh one of them was actually Raphael from of course he was just a big boy i'm like why are you such a big boy uh, oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. our big good boy Raphael yeah um and then i was also immediately drawn to Dorothea because she has such a look Mm -hmm. she's so fashionable i love she's the black eagle black eagles um, she's the opera singer. She's the opera singer. Oh yeah, she's got a good look. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like her story how they were like, I really don't know why she's here. Like, <laughs> she, she <laughs> but she's uh, awesome, and her like ability is pretty freaking useful. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she just joined my house actually. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then my other one that just stood out to me was Lysithia. Oh yeah, um, but that's just she's because the mage from the Golden. Oh, uh, and she, she looks super young. Oh, yeah. She's so good. She is. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she just she looked is. out of place because she was along with Annette. They both look very young. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why? What's your deal? Also, so, you have white hair, and I love it. My three is are um, the first one that stood out to me was Sleepy Boy from the Black. Uh, the uh, Linhart. Linhart. Yeah. Linhart. Yeah. I, I really want to know more about him because. I I think with him so on a huge level. I'm he's just like, the only uh, male student, possibly the only male in the game that you can romance as a male protagonist. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. it's gonna happen. Gonna yeah. happen. But um, <laughs> I like him a lot. I I also let me think. Okay, so he's in the Blue Lions. The yeah. And yeah. um, it, I think it was he has blue hair, blue ponytail. Oh, Felix? Yes. I Felix. like him. He looks really cool. Yeah. I like how in- I like characters who look really intense but also extremely dependable and you also don't think they're going to betray you. Yeah. Yeah. I like Yeah, I like- no, he seems like a very loyal friend. Yeah, yeah. You like Shamir. And then I oh, brought it up already, I'm Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I I I Mercedes. like everything about her so far and I want to see What's not to like, to be honest. That's that's really my goal. Hey, spoilers, with. nothing. You'd love everything about Mercedes. <laughs> okay. That's right, just cool. that's just facts. Cool. The Mercedes is, is one of my favorites. I saw her and I was like, okay, I like I, that. I, like I just got to support with her and she made me cry at how pure and amazing she is. <laughs> She's just good. A lot of these characters are just really good characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, that I, I kind of touched on it. Um, that kind of leads us into the support system and how it leads into romance. Uh, in, in Fire Emblem games, you can romance one character. You have to choose which one. Um, and as your supports grow, you can like change your mind, or, obviously. But once you get to that last stage, you have to lock somebody in. And that's an issue with this game is because most of the eligible people are 
students under your tutelage. I don't know that it's romance. I don't know that romance is necessarily a factor in this game, but I know that as a male protagonist, I can only get S rank with uh, like all of the female students, a couple of the female faculty members, Alois for some reason, who's a male um, faculty member, and Linhart. Mm-hmm. And Gilbert. Um, and I, I will say that like, I think without getting too much into spoiler territory, I think they avoid like they avoid age problems because Fire Emblem games always have to do with, okay, not, I'm going to skip that, but yeah, they avoid, I think they they avoid age problems, but they do not avoid the problem of grooming, (laughs) which is, a big uh. a big part of like what's going to be happening here like if you if you have a student and you create a bond with that student and then you know that that bond turns into a romantic one i don't know like it's it's just such a huge part of the game that it's it's it feels a little icky which is why part of the reason that i like immediately like as soon as a, a new faculty member came on this on the screen uh that was a, a, just a woman her name is Catherine, and she's absolutely excellent in every way. I probably would have fallen in love with her anyway, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's amazing. I have not found any romantic romantic interest in any of the characters at all. I'm more interested in being their teacher, me personally. <sighs> yeah, I mean, me, me too. Like, I... <laughs> And I like I haven't even pursued the thought of romancing anyone. I mm-hmm. honestly I forgot that was a thing until right now. <laughs> but that's that's Fire Emblem. Like they but, and they always do weird stuff like this. Like the first Fire Emblem game that I played was Awakening, and there's a whole marriage system, and then there's time skip, and then everyone has kids, and then the kids are also romance partners depending on how you play it, and it's very complicated and weird. But Awakening is where they started that big push for romance and it's not the best choice it's interesting if you do it right but they've really pushed hard with it in fates and i think they've they've pulled back on it here yeah it doesn't seem to be as central but like there is that there are those undertones it's Uh, still there yeah but it's not as bad as it was in fates i'm not here to excuse the game though this is not to say that stuff like this doesn't exist in western culture like Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. (laughs) It, it it happens where there's like an adult, like a professor or whatever is, is, you know, starting a relationship with one of his students or whatever. And it's that, that, that'll happen on TV, you know, like that's, that's a thing. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But yeah, it's one of the, there it's, it's not perfect. <laughs> there, yeah, it's, it's not a perfect game that has its problems. Hey, I have a problem for you. There are f- five um, female female romance options yeah. and only one male male romance option. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna get into that. Uh, I want to know if like they are. I mean, because obviously, and this is just a guess. Fire Emblem has been on the rocks when it comes to financial pressure for a large portion of their lifetime. Well, I'm they were. Maybe, they were before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Before Smash. But I'm thinking like. Maybe it was their way of trying to not, you know, like they were try- quote unquote trying to be safe. Sure. You know? Yeah. Just being like, because I feel like if you're playing the game, it would be hard for you to find out that you could romance a male unless you were trying to romance No, I, I don't mm. think so because in the support menu, it'll show up like... As there is an S rank possibility or option oh, okay. with the characters okay. that you can get yeah. S rank with, and S rank typically is the romance. romance. Okay, it's just an even, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. There, are, and the other thing about it is that there there are no gay characters in this game. There, there are right five women that you can romance as a woman, but they can also be romanced by men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there are there's. Only, only Linhart is is bisexual, but um, no one is like canon gay, and it just feels like a little bit of a step backwards from Ray was talking 
I mean, you 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 were telling me I didn't play I didn't play Fates at all. So could you talk a little bit more about how that worked in Fates? Yeah, in Fire Emblem Fates, between the three games, there was one gay character and one lesbian character, and they were in different games. So you had to choose the right gender option in the right game so you could romance that one character if you so choose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't, that's not great. Either. I don't know what's better. Like that's, I, I, mean, that's I not think it. this is I think this is a step in the right direction, but why why make the options uneven for male to female? That's yeah. my question. Fates was busted because it came packaged as three different games and like that just had a lot of different problems with it all all across the board um and that's part of the reason i didn't get it but if they had kept like a gay character and a, and a lesbian character and a handful of bisexuals or really honestly most people should be bisexuals and <laughs> and have a, a few gays and a few hats uh like that'd be fine but you can say dragon age joe it's okay I, yeah like <laughs> It's it's a, it's a new standard for me. Like, I remember when Stardew Valley came out, I was so excited. Like, everyone's bi, it's cool. And I was like, you know what? Actually, this is a little bit sexuality blind. This is not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that. We should take... This is a weird place to do it, but we've been recording for a while. We should take a quick break and then come back and talk more about the gameplay of Fire Emblem. Gameplay? I just, Okay. <laughs> Like the combat. Kachunk. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, oh, yeah. it's overflowing. There's a lot of shit in here. So many legendaries. Trick or treat, baby. It's every single Lunar Light Studio podcast. I can't even hold this many. I can barely hold my own podcast, let alone this, this many. <laughs> He's got little baby hands. <laughs> little baby hands. How did how do we make all of these? Well, I made at least a few of them, but some great friends uh, and family members made the rest of them, such as Artificial Ghost Radio, made by Miles and Mars, and they do music and ghosts. And advertising made by Penny Blue and Haley, and they make advertising pa- campaigns that are bound to fail. And Comradical, made by Haley and Johnny, and they talk about socialism and communism and make it digestible for people. Okay, uh, there's Indie Penny here with Andy, Evan, and Ronnie, and they uh, cover shows that ended with only one season released and get into the reasons why that might have happened. Whoa. And Cryptid Keeper with Alex and Addison. They talk about cryptids, which are those spooky creatures that you don't know if they're real or not, but they are. And Deck of Friendship with Marble, Mars, and Ray. That's me. We talk about anime and friendship. In mock footage with Joe and Ray. They fuck up movies. <laughs> I fuck up movies. <laughs> well, uh, if you listen to the, the Buffy episode that came out, today, I think we all had a hand on that. Oh, well. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. Mm. Netflix and Kill, where Kai and Marty and Hannah talk about horror movies on Netflix. And Storyboard, where... Uh, Nick, Evan, and Sarah talk about cartoons. Uh, Trans Questioning Podcast with Sarah Zedding, where she takes you the journey of questioning and understanding the different ways to be trans. And what you call it with Britt and Reed, where they talk about nerdy shit, and uh, they have a cat there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's most of them. The, some of them are in hiatus, and that's okay. We still love them. They're part of the family. Big kisses and hugs. But you best believe when they are out of hiatus, you will know from this podcast. So yeah, there's a bunch of fun podcasts on Lunar Light Studio. It's the Pride Drive right now. So consider listening to all of these wonderful podcasts. Yeah. Speaking of wonderful, I want to talk about this game, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is very wonderful. So the gameplay is uh, turn-based, uh, almost like chess, checkerboard, uh, tile movement, um, combat. Which, uh, you move the characters in your team, uh, one at a time, depending on their range of distance that they can move, in positions where they are close enough to either hit the enemy, uh, units, or hide from the enemy units. It's, it's all this, uh, back and forth, uh, movement. I don't know, cause I, this is the first Fire Emblem game I've played. Is this the standard of Fire Emblem? Yeah, it's yeah. more clean okay. here though. But okay. this is yeah, Fire Emblem. This is clean. the core. This is the core of Fire Emblem is taking units to attack other units. Okay, because it, it seemed a lot more uh, 
action e than I than I anticipated. Like with the um, the fighting cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, I that's like new. That. I thought that's it was. New. I thought it was a definite like. Yeah. Pretty like they stand in front of them and just do a slash animation, and the other person's like, oh, you see a number above their head. That's what I was desp- uh, definitely afraid of. Um, there's a lot of aspects to this uh, game mode, which I won't get into Fire Emblem in general. I'll just talk about this one because I don't know how different it is than everything else. But there are a lot of different things coming at play. There are your movements. There are your enemies' movements. There's uh, ally movements, which is not necessarily your units, but uh, guests fighters who are there to help you that you don't control um there are tiles that um uh change certain aspects of the encounters uh whether it be to increase your evasion there is different weapon types uh that vary on where you use them or who you use them against there's a type of uh tic-tac-toe um not tic-tac-toe uh rock paper scissors mechanic of uh, what trumps what in that aspect? Did, There's so, just a lot of. Did, was that explained in this game? What? There's the, the rock paper scissors. The weapon triangle. No, I don't think it's so. not here. The weapon triangle is not in this game as like an official thing. This the skills with the weapons like lean towards the weapon triangle, but that it is not officially in this game. So is that like implied? Because is it? It's is, something from Fire Emblem. Yeah, like so it's it's been a reoccurring. Thing. It's been a reoccurring okay, thing, and okay. the, the way the weapon triangle works is it's swords beat axes, axes beat lances, lances beat swords. I remember it as Sal. Okay. S A L. So there's if you're if you're attacking the appropriate type, you have a little bit of an advantage. You can fight unarmed if you want to ignore type advantage. Um, you can use bow and arrow to fight from range which uh-huh. has extra damage against flying units there's magic which can be used up close or at a range there's there's all of these different units and they all have they all work together in different ways they have different movement speeds and you kind of learn how the systems work together as you play the game and if you're willing to sit and read uh and like pay attention to what's on screen, you can get a pretty good idea of what's going to happen next and how the battle's going to unfold if you're paying attention. And they're pretty kind about uh, you finalizing your move, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I started the game on Maddening. Apparently, it is a DLC difficulty. Maddening, yeah. Wow. Good job. Which, wow. I don't know why you would do that. It freaking was hard. I think I lost the first fight four or five times. But in my de- opinion, in my defense and op- opinion, why would I say? In my defense, this is the first Fire Emblem game I ever played. Again, that's that's not a defense. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about this too. The the first Fire Emblem game because this is a conversation that comes up whenever people talk about Fire Emblem. What's a good one to start on? I started on Awakening, which was a big like breath of life into the series as a whole. Um, and I thought it was a really good onboarding point for me, but there was still a lot of stuff that I didn't understand. And even going into three houses, there's still just a lot of stuff that I don't understand. And I, it's, it's one of those games that you are going to have to look stuff up online to understand it fully. It took me over 30 hours of gameplay to understand that any class that can use any magic can use any magic, even though it says, like, this is a white magic specialist. They can still use black magic if they have it. Like, it's it, it all. each game has its own unique little quirks that you really only learn by playing through. So, like, every Fire Emblem game is going to be the first time you play that one. Okay. And I would... I think you're better off to just probably plan on replaying it if you want to if you want to like have a mastery of the systems don't don't get too stressed about making mistakes because you didn't know uh what was going to happen unless you lose good man well and that's the other thing that this game does that's so smart is that fire emblem historically has the permadeath system so that if your character dies in the battle you lose them forever and they they made that optional starting with awakening but this game has the Divine Pulse feature, which Sothis, you meet in the beginning of the game, she saves your life by turning back time briefly, and from then on, for every battle, you can use Divine Pulse up to three times a battle to start with, which you can turn back time, at least on the, the normal difficulty that I was on, you can turn back time as far back as you want, all the way back to the beginning of the battle, 
up to three times per battle. Um, and that way you don't have to like, oh, I, I lost my favorite unit, so I'm going to just restart the battle from the beginning again. Because that's what everyone does anyway. Yep. Um, so they just kind of baked it into the game to make it a little bit more streamlined and a little bit easier to handle. It's, it's way cleaner than uh, any fighting system in, in Fire Emblem has been before. I think that the gameplay is fun, fresh, and clean compared to a lot of the Fire Emblem games, but I just want to talk about how good it feels to shoot magic at someone. <laughs> yes. You, you, have a, you have myriad of options to, at your disposal on the battlefield. You have your weapons. You have magic if you have access to it. You have your battalions, which is a new feature. Yes. And is super important to, to strategizing and winning battles without losing any units. It's a good onboarding spot, but there are a lot of things you won't know and you that you don't know and you won't know until you play the game yeah. the first time. Yeah. Um, so if it's your first game, I suggest it on casual. I don't care if you are a hardcore gamer. Yeah. Do this on casual or you're going to yeah. be very sad when you lose your characters. So <sighs> how you, how you, Terrence is over here chuckling because... I just, oh, I just Terrence! Don't, I don't oh, you it. didn't do any of that. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I just threw shade at you, like super hardcore. No, I'm no, no, sorry. no, no, no. Don't worry. I can't take it as shade because honestly, I'm just being stupid, and it feels satisfying. Like I feel like I challenged myself a long time ago, uh, before Overwitch, to do stuff like this. And uh, at the beginning, it was just to up my tolerance level so like if i started the game at a really hard difficulty and uh-huh. then i felt the need to make it easier it would be r- ridiculous easy. Yeah. yeah and now it's more like i just want to see if i can just push myself to that extreme limit and see how long it takes before i can't take it anymore i really appreciate your system and i have like picked that up like on new games like i i consider starting on higher difficulties sometimes or, or even the highest uh-huh. i i like that a lot but with fire emblem specifically like even even if you are a seasoned veteran with Fire Emblem games, like I just don't think it's worth it because there is new stuff. There's battalions in this game, and they're weird, and it's weird to get used to them. And you're not going to be able to learn understand because if if you're yeah. constantly failing, and they really do just throw you in the heat. It's real hard. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh. I like learning through the tutorial that I can't make a mistake is something weird. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I can't actually take a chance on this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah. But it, I will also say that it is always fun to me because, well, I mean, for a multitude of reasons that I'm not going to get into, but I would recommend at least, Ray. And, uh, you know, anytime you guys get the chance to, just seeing it, just for the sake of a laugh. Oh, oh I'm going to play it on higher difficulties after yeah. my first playthrough. Don't you worry about that, but I'm not going to do it on my first one, because I want to experience the characters and the story first and foremost. That's and it. and get an understanding of the systems in the game. And then I'm going to challenge myself. I think the first game I ever started on the highest difficulty for was God of War 2. I think the first game that uh, I ever played the highest difficulty on was Super Mario 64. Uh, oh, I meant for, like, the first time I ever... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, the first time I ever, like, just went straight to that without playing the game first? Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Technically true. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the gameplay a little bit more, because I have yeah. a few more things to say. Yeah, go on, Ray. <laughs> Tell me about how much fun it is to, to shoot fireballs. It's fun to shoot fireballs at people, but there are drawbacks to every single thing, every single piece of tool you have. Like, magic isn't effective against, like, wyvern riders. And, you know. Magic is effective against wyvern riders. Last night you told me it wasn't. No, no. It's wyvern. It's one of their weaknesses. Wyvern wyvern riders have low resilience. Okay, so magic has no weakness whatsoever, (laughs) is what you're telling me. And that's why. Uh, I am always going to win. No. Uh, you know, and with the weapon triangle in place, um, no matter how, whether or not it's apparent or not, it's there, and you have to make your decisions based, and, you know, place your units in certain ways. And I'm a more defensive player, so I kind of group people up and then let the enemies come to me during their phase. Mm-hmm. And the counterattacks are the most important thing for me. But that's how I play it. 
but I, I don't I don't really do that. I usually find myself like splitting off into two or three smaller groups and having just like goon squads go out and kill the enemy teams. And you can like display the danger area, for instance, which is the the at all potential tiles that could take damage from an enemy that turn. Tip, always have the danger area on. <laughs> always. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, the game does a lot to help you track, like, the consequences of what you're about to do. And it's, it's not for sure. It's not like a hundred percent, like there are, there's chance when it comes to the, the fighting portions, but you know, you can control how much chance there is. I meant to mention this earlier, but when you move one of your units into a danger area, it tells you what enemy units are going to attack yep. you. That is new, and it is very helpful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has not been but in the other games. But it also doesn't mean that they will attack that unit. It, yeah. says, it just means right. that they it's are... Right, it's a higher yeah. chance. That's, yeah. what their, that's what their priority is. But, like, if... if Three units are targeting the same the same unit of yours, and you have three people on a line. They're not all going to attack that same unit. See, that's what I mean, can't. and that's how I lost some people yeah. because I thought that that would. Yeah, I thought I could make them do what I wanted to, but that is not the case. Yeah, it's just what's most likely to happen. Um, so, so yeah, all of that all of that said, the battle system is far more. I, I would say it's far more legible than it was in Awakening, at least. And in a lot of games like this, it's it's easy to read. There are still some things that I have questions about that are frustrating because I don't like having to look stuff up online to get answers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't think it's very... I wouldn't call it complicated, which is uh, one of my fears of Fire Emblem in general because when I would see other people playing the earlier games, it looked like... Oh, I have no chance of learning yeah. about it. After actually getting into it and playing it, there are a lot of pieces, for sure, definitely. The more you know, the better you're going to have. But I wouldn't call the system very complicated because you have to take steps, and each step just has information about it. Yeah. And I think that's a cool way to handle a game like this. And just the little fighting animations makes it so it's much fun. more worth it yeah. to me because mm-hmm. I, I can't do chess. I can't do that. But it's um, not it's yeah. not complicated. It is complex. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I, was, I, I mean, I think that's a good way of thinking about. It. There are a lot of moving pieces, and it it can feel like there's a little bit of a barrier of entry to start to understand what all those pieces are. But for the most part, it's pretty intuitive, and the game does do a, a really good job of of spoon feeding you information when you need it. And it's not overwhelming or overbearing with that information. It gives you just what you need to know, um, to, to the game's entrance at some points by, for my opinion, but like overall, it does a really good job of teaching you how to play it. I want to talk about the entire other gameplay aspect that is part of this game and is totally optional. What is it? The social aspects okay. and the instructing aspects. Is instructing optional? I guess there's an auto-instruct feature. It's auto-instruct. You can skip through all of that. There's an auto-battle feature, too. Although I wouldn't trust that with anything. No, don't trust that with your life. No, when you instruct your students, you can tell you can help them learn certain skills because each character has levels in their skills and you can instruct them to get better at that. And you can tailor... You can help them tailor themselves to like a, a different class or certain skills that are better for them or help them unlock hidden potentials like Joe suggested. But you don't have to do any of that. You can just go straight into battles and skip a lot of the monastery stuff if you want. Yeah. But you'll, you'll if, suffer for it. You you'll won't do as well in battle. Yeah, like it'll be a bit more difficult, but you can do it. But what's great about it is that everything you do in the monastery helps you get better on the battlefield. And it grows the relationships between the characters. If you go into the monastery and instruct your characters, they will get better at something that you decide because that is what you want them to do. If you auto-instruct them, that doesn't guarantee they're going to level up the things you want. And they might not, like their potential is decreased somewhat because of that. You can also do stuff in the monastery, like eat food and get boosts and stats increases and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can do side quests that get you items, and you can uh, increase supports with your characters that also increase 
uh, how better they do at, at getting instructed and get more skills and how you can recruit other members of other classes into your, into your class. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Yeah, but I, but with that being said, I do want to get into some of my gripes. Um, first off, like Nintendo keeps doing this thing where they like to try to act like they're not in 2019, and like that kind of bothers me. So I'm not. I I do tend to like games with uh, really decent graphics. The graphics definitely don't feel 2019 to me at all. I get it. It's a JRPG, which is. Uh, it it comes with some assumed things, but I promise you, I could show you games from 2014 that are JRPGs that seem to have the same quality, and that bothers the crap out of me because it's like you can do better than this, and I feel like for a game that's this anticipated because it was really anticipated, they came a, a pretty far away. The series has been going for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It's and a return to the console. It's the first return to the consoles. I mean, fine. I mean, with that being said, I'm just saying, like... No, I'm saying I'm it, agreeing with you that oh, it was okay. anticipated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is a is a issue for me. Not because it looks bad. It doesn't look bad. I'm not going to say it looks yeah. bad. I'm just saying that it's one of those things where it's like, come on, this is a new game. This I is guess, a new game. I, like, that makes sense now that you're saying it. It never even dawned on me because I'm always looking at the portraits and uh-huh. I think the character art is really nice. Fantastic. Yeah, me those too. Artists That's are what amazing. I'm doing. And also, the load times are very short, which yeah. is okay. so okay. important. Yeah. That's fair. That's if fair. I compare this to my con- my uh, experience with control, if I'm like, if I if I had to wait 30 seconds every time I tried to go to the training ground, I would oh, yeah. not want to play this uh, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure. And uh, just elaborating more on the 2019 thing, um, there's that. There's uh, obviously the uh, sexuality thing. I mean, if it's going to be a sim like this, make like. That's a huge part of it. Like I said, it's 2019. Like, come on. It's not like we're in a time area where where gay people in video games doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I so it's just like, more. what are you like? I don't like, like, what what is your angle? Like, is it you? I don't think regardless that that is another gripe of mine. Um, it, uh, the voice acting is really great in this game. Oh yeah, it is. Um, the character I forgot his, uh, his it's on my phone. Um, he plays the voice of Jiraiya from Naruto. Is uh, it your dad, Geralt. Yeah, he plays. He is voice acted by David Lodge, who is amazing. Because <laughs> I love his voice. I was looking really up good. Hanneman because I was convinced that guy did something in Bully, but he did not. Uh, <laughs> he sounds just like Crabble But it, it seems like they take a lot of the, for the American voice anyway, a lot of American anime voice actors, mm-hmm. which, I mean, of course, that makes sense. But, I mean, besides the uh, those little things. Oh, and, and here, the, another the quality of life thing. It's just the animations for their, their idol animations. Like, that... <laughs> Some of them, like, they're, they're recycled, and it's just one of those things where it's like, Terrence, you're just being picky, but also it's 2019, and you've made, and, Nintendo, and I don't know about all the games that, uh, who's the developer? Intelligent Systems. I don't know about mo- most of the games that they do, but I do know that that is something that our games should definitely be away from. You know... It's just it's it's just these little things where I'm just like it's it's wild that you're saying wrong. that like it like because I think you're not entirely like I don't think you're wrong by any stretch of the imagination but I also I it looks like so much better than any other Fire Emblem okay, game okay. like it's it's leaps and bounds like it's incredible uh-huh. compared to Awakening. But what if you compare it to JRPGs that you played in the past? So I played a game called Sword on the Line uh, Hollow Revelations. Real, realization or whatever and that came out quite a long time ago but it looks almost identical to that when it comes to quality although that was a ps4 game but it's just like that jrpg recipe where it's like if i feel like they think if we put enough content in it you won't look at the things that other video games are looking I, at which i, I get that yeah, I, I definitely but I think get it's that. just I, it is it is a matter of content over over style i guess yeah. like it's or 
not even because it, it just has its own style it reminds me a lot of persona i don't think like it looks any worse than persona yeah yeah persona persona is special persona has a really cool aesthetic <laughs> persona, persona did something to really hide it <laughs> persona covered that up what do you think uh, about all this right Terrence is right about the graphics, although I never really paid attention to it because I was more busy trying to track down a character. Um, so it kind of became second to, to, the, the, to the, the, the graphics, yeah. to the game. But yeah. I can see why it, it, it can be a complaint, because it is 2019. And I totally and, brought it, and I've definitely brought it up to you guys, because I know it's not something that people are complaining about. I yeah, know they are. People have complained about it. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. It just, like, it didn't even dawn on me. Like, I, Yeah, I, me neither I, until someone <laughs> brought it up. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I'm like, it, as, a, as a game, it's solid. Uh, it doesn't pull me away from the experience, so it never bothered me. Okay, that's yeah. fair. But, but it did But it did for you. Uh, just just uh, small things that made me think about more of the things that were a problem. Like, okay, so first time you, second time you uh, talk to, where she actually gives you her name. What's her name? Rhea? Uh, the sleeping lady. Oh, Sothis. Sothis. She has a whole cutscene where she remembers her name and she stands up, she tells you. And then it goes to you talking to her. And she revisits the whole discovery. Hey, I just found out my name right now. My name's this. And it's like, yeah, we just had this conversation. Yeah. And that and mm. that type of thing is oh, just like. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, kind of like like, people, okay. people kind of like reiterate surface level thoughts a lot. I but it's canon, but like as if it wasn't canon. Like yeah. it's 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 weird because it's like they will hint to the fact that they did just have that cutscene, and that cutscene is canon. But also, I'm gonna act like you you weren't paying attention to the cutscene at all. And I challenge you guys to di- to look at this a little bit more when you guys play the game. No, I mean that's something that I I have noticed as well. I I, I kind of got over it because you know after you get a certain amount of hours in the game, like it you get used to it yeah but yeah like the characters will the characters are like very forthcoming with how they speak like with exactly what they're feeling or exactly exactly what's going on like they they don't always talk like people but they talk like characters in a fire yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and i also want you guys to know like these are just things that i thought about because i this is things i want to i want to i want to think about you know like mm-hmm. i don't think the game is suffering at all for these things mm-hmm. the game's d- doing what it wants to do perfectly and i don't think people are t- t- taking the game back because oh they're reiterating stuff yeah but it's just like things i i thought about so i just wanted you guys to hear those thoughts overall i really don't have too many actual complaints especially when i'm comparing this to jrpgs in general it's pretty fucking awesome compared to JRPGs in general. So, yeah. that Those are my pretty much encompassing closing thoughts on that. Ray, it sounded like you wanted to add something else. This is something entirely different. I'm sorry. I just remembered it Don't because worry. Terrence was talking about that opening cutscene. This game opens with, choose your form, not are you a boy or a girl. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's... I like that. It did say, like, is this the correct form? Yep, it, yeah. Like, it's a, yeah. li- a little it's still awkward. A li- it's still a step in the right direction. It's better. It's better. It's a step in the right direction. Good I job, I mean, you don't Fire get to Emblem. customize them for God knows what reason. It's, well, it's because Byleth is a character, like, in the story. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know. Fair. And this, is a, this is a thing with Fire Emblem. It's like, there's always, the, at least in the two games that I played in, to my knowledge, like kind of throughout, like the protagonist is steeped in mystery and you don't know who they are any more than any of the other characters do. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. That's fair. So it is actually a character. They just want to give you a comfortable option. Yeah. Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's a good game. I feel like somebody's got a question to ask or something, right? Like, is there yeah. a question that goes here? Yeah. What are you doing later? <laughs> I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> Is that how it goes? All right, we've we've been through a lot together, um, and we've been through a lot in in the Garag Mach Monastery. Are you going to continue spending time there and continue playing Fire Emblem Three Houses after we are done with this episode, Ray? Yes, absolutely. It's a very fun game with very f- important themes, and I'm gonna play through all the storylines. And on higher difficulties. But, oh, mm, oh, I didn't get to talk about why I'm recruiting all the children. 
You're recruiting all of them. Yes, I don't want them to die in the coming war. <laughs> I I th- I made Joe have this realization last night because Joe has not been recruiting the children as much, and I am like focused on bringing every single child that I can to my team because I don't want to kill them when I eventually fight the other houses. Yeah. This is not confirmed. We don't know about this, but we're we're both convinced that like eventually all three houses are going to cross swords and we don't want to kill the other kids in the other houses. So So I'm protecting them. (laughs) That does sound intimidating. Alright, well then, are you going to continue playing Fire Emblem Three Houses and recruiting all these children uh, under your wing after we get done with this episode? Yes, absolutely. I am going to collect all these children into my party and I will protect them and I will raise them and they will be and Marianne will become a very powerful priestess. Yes. Yes she will. She's and then and then she'll become a holy knight. And then she'll become a holy knight and she will find her true potential and realize that she has worth and she's not cursed and I love her. I love her. Terence, are you going to spend any more time collecting children? If I answer that question with a question, you will have the answer to your question. Can I borrow Fire Emblem Three Houses once you inevitably, once you inevitably get balls deep into another video game within the month? When, well, so I want to play it again. Okay, okay. (laughs) Hey, I have no problem with that. Think about it like this: the next, like Pokemon's about to come out, dude. We got a lot. Yeah, but you are notorious. For getting real into a game. I'm talking 100 hours in one week type of shit. And then immediately getting into another game. The only reason I stopped playing Persona is because I didn't have access to it anymore. I oh, still want to finish it. I thought that was yours. No. Oh, that's rough. Um, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yes, yes. I, I I, don't know when I'm going to be done with it. But when I am, you, you I give it a month. <sighs> Terrence, I'm going to buy this game. Joe, are you going to continue playing this game? Absolutely. Probably, uh, I will I will probably come back to it. Like, I, th- oh, I didn't even get a chance to say this, but I, I fell in love with this game. I, I had the reaction to this game the first time that I felt this way, at least since Breath of the Wild, but like possibly even longer than that. This is the first game that really grabbed me in a long time. Um, other, you know, persona, persona accepting. Um, it, it's. I always thought about it when I was like out on the out in my out of my life, and I always wanted to come home and play it some more. And it kind of got in the way of my life a little bit, but it. Um, yeah, I I really adore this game, and I I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. I'm I'm glad I have it, and I'm glad that Fire Emblem is. Went from zero to hero for me. Just like that. Sorry, I forgot to mention that I stopped playing this. I bought this game when it immediately came out, and then I stopped playing it, and then I came back, and it became even better somehow. Because they're friends. Friends make everything better. Yeah. All the time. It's because I'm playing it now, and I'm constantly pestering you about it. That's probably why, and I appreciate it. (laughs) That's how you get value out of video games. That's what Overwitch is about. Yeah, sharing games getting with your friends. Getting value out of oh, video games no. through friendship. All of my all of my podcasts are about sharing things with friends. Oh, That's what a have. problem to have! Oh, bummerino. Well, on that sour note, let's uh, talk about the spooky pride drive and and pack it up. So, over which is a podcast that started because Joe wanted to do a podcast with his friends, uh-huh. and we didn't really commit to having any takes on on video games because we weren't we wanted to garner a wide audience instead of making an audience that cared about our opinions and that quickly changed with the start of season two and that's when uh lunar light was looking from our podcast and we realized actually we do have opinions about video games and we care about games and we want to use them as an outlet for people to connect and that is around the same time we joined Luna Light Studio. It's yeah. Been... Our anniversary and... with the network is November 2nd, which is the end of this Spooky Pride Drive. And this 
I can say with confidence that this podcast still exists because of Lunar Light Studio. Like, we had brought it back and we were having fun with it, but I could already feel the steam kind of letting out and see the cracks. Um, But having this net of accountability and the new and wider um, audience and being able to interact with more people and um, be part of this family is it's, it's been a, it's been a bit of a wild year and um, that's all made possible to Lunar Light Studio, which I would once more really urge you to support uh, at, at patreon.com slash lunarlighthq if you are able to do so this is the time to shill for us this is the time to ask you for money this is the time to ask you to pay for all this these hours and hours of free content that you have mm-hmm. at your disposal this <laughs> and, is a time to support diversity in the podcasting community which yeah. is what lunar light mm-hmm. studio is about and seriously you I, you won't find a single podcast on here that doesn't scream diversity at the top of their lungs with the voice that we've been fighting for for so long. So, uh, love thank us. You. And thank you. Thank you and um, love us because we love you. A couple more things. Uh, I, I don't think we mentioned this at the top, but any existing donors who've been with us for six, six months or more will be getting a Halloween-themed desktop background created yeah. by the wonderful artists on the network, and it features all your favorite podcasters, so I'm that's one of my favorite prizes that I'm looking forward to. And also it, all these rewards and stuff um isn't like we're not treating it as an incentive to make you give us money, but we're treating these rewards as gifts and thank yous for yeah. all the support you've given us and will continue to give us mm-hmm. moving forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, and if you start donating now, you will have more thank you gifts coming your way next October. Don't even get me started on next October. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> you, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. You can suggest games to play by reaching out to us at OverwitchCast on Twitter, or you can follow us there to find out when new episodes are dropping, or we occasionally put up polls and things like that. Um, would really appreciate interaction with you there uh you can also send emails to overwitchpodcast at gmail.com next time here on overwitch we're going to be talking we're going to take it back a little bit we're going to talk about left 4 dead 2 which is for all of you that need to know this it's currently available on steam for one dollar and 99 cents uh it's 80 cents off for the halloween event that ends on october 28th so if you don't own left 4 dead 2 on steam for whatever reason and you play games on steam at all buy it it's it's a really good game i'll just go it's ahead a, and... it's a good game yeah it's... and i'll even ask if you do get it play with us yeah just yeah, do heck it yeah play, Kill some play left for dead with us yeah i haven't played it in a in a grip and i now i kind of want to pick it back up because this is tis the season you know tis the season to be spooky uh yeah let's go this has been Overwitch. thank you for listening I love you. I can't say it enough. Huh? Until next time, stay gamer. Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the rubs and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.